Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to We're Here For It. I'm Ella. And I'm Justine. And this week we are here for the People's Choice Awards. Woo-woo! We're just the People's Choice in general. We're also here for the People's Choice in general. Um, we are filming this on November 7th. And the People's Choice really mattered today so we're just in the year of our lord 2020 (laughs) and i can say with complete honesty this is quite literally the best day of the entire year yeah yeah i don't think there was (laughs) i don't i don't think there's been a better one even covid we we had some rough ones so Um, um so what are the people's choice awards justine what are the people's choice awards the People's Choice Awards consider themselves like the first of the award shows for award show season. I disagree. I think they're kind of a standalone award show and that award show season starts end of December, early January, but that's maybe a comment for another time. Um, the People's Choice Awards are unlike pretty much every other award show that is run and voted on by various academies. They're like, it's run by E and people vote. Mm-hmm. It's the popular vote. Get this electoral college out of me. <laughs> I mean, do you have the Wikipedia page to tell us what the true definition is? or I have the 44th annual. Hold on, let me see. The People's Choice Awards, officially the E People's Choice Awards, is an American award show recognizing people in entertainment voted online by the general public and fans. It has been held annually since 1975. Honestly, pretty old. I didn't think Actually, it was- that's really surprising. In my mind, I thought it had started somewhere around like the the emergence of VH1. Right. It's shot. I mean, I guess we're on the 46th annual, so yeah, it's crazy. Okay. It's bananas. Um, why do we care about the People's Choice Awards? Why do Why do these matter? Well, I mean, I think it's important that. I mean, they don't really matter in the scheme of things, not really, but, you know, having something that is actually voted on by people who are, like, liking these movies or TV shows or celebrities or whatever is important because a lot of these academies that would vote on things for, like, the Oscars or the Emmys are a very elite group of people. I was actually just talking about this in one of my classes the other day um, because we were talking about the movie Moonlight, Um, but it's a very elite group of people that have been chosen as essentially like the the highest class of whatever their expertise is however because of so many injustices and systemic um issues of racism and um sexism those groups are white men (laughs) pretty much entirely so those award shows are very um you know they they have a huge bias and that they're not representative of a lot of other communities and cultures. So the people's choice are important because the people who are actually watching it are the people who are getting to, to, to decide what is the best. That, yeah, that's really interesting. I also think it's interesting how they're nominated mm-hmm. um, because like while the no- nominations come from sort of anonymous, like we don't really know, but it's editors for Entertainment Weekly. Um, it is really interesting because even though Entertainment Weekly is like a magazine and they may have their own agenda, it doesn't feel like they are subjected to or subject to the same sort of elitist production 
as say the Academy Awards or the Grammys or the Emmys. Right. In a lot of ways, I feel like I consider the People's Choice Awards to be like, this is going to sound rude, but like the D-list version of like what the Golden Globes is, right? Like, I mean, the Golden Globes is the Associated Press, but it is very similar to like, if the Golden Globes is like the standard for that, these are sort of the like, the stepping stones or the stepping blocks for that. No, I totally agree. And you can vote online now. So anybody can vote for these. Yeah, they're definitely the most accessible. And I say that both of like accessible for voting and also accessible of like, (laughs) d-list but a lot of like the things that they're talking about and the shows they're talking about and the movies they're talking about are things that for the most part are more easily accessible they're not you're not having to go to these like really nice nickelodeon theaters to see them or pay tons of money to do so you can just watch it on cable or you can watch it on netflix or youtube or you know like they opened up so many youtube categories and stuff which is a big deal um so it's it's accessible in that way too Right. They are, you're going to see a lot more of like the blockbuster kind of movies for all of us that are big fans of blockbuster movies or action movies or whatnot. This is our time to shine. Often disappointed by not seeing, you know, like, like there is something really special to be said about some of the Avengers movies um, and some of the moments there where you're like, there's just no way that that person shouldn't get some sort of Mm-hmm. award or some sort of accolade for the work that they did I'm literally I was just watching Lord of the Rings Return of the King with my housemate and we were talking about how like yeah they got nominated for a lot of awards especially like the bigger award shows but like there's something to be said for like the cinematography back in 2004 and like that kind of thing doesn't often get attention or accolades the way that like exactly to your point like a small Nickelodeon movie will or like an independent movie will right. um and it's not to say that the acting isn't maybe better or that the, the storylines aren't better in some of those smaller movies, but like the people's choice is kind of a nice way to like give credit to the movies that have entertained everybody and are accessible to everybody. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that just goes into that same thing that I was kind of talking about. Like it's about who's voting on it. You know, mm-hmm. people from the Academy aren't going to give best picture to Black Panther, no matter how much it may deserve it. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> right. I also think too, like the People's Choice obviously is not just movies, and I've been saying this for a long time, and it's so interesting to think of this in light of where we are today and what's happening now. But like, a lot of the the issues I feel like in our our country and in the world is that like not everybody has access to the messages. You know, not everybody has HBO. Not everybody has like that. You could have the best show that's giving you the best message. But if it's on a if it's on a network that not everyone can afford or have access to, then right. the the message doesn't get received by everyone. That's why the Good Place was such an amazing thing because it was on NBC and it was way more likely that people would see an NBC show and and be able to take in the messaging there than if it was on a channel that people can't afford or that not everyone can afford. And I think that's that's sort of how I feel about like big blockbuster movies and the other things that the people choice the people's choice looks at which is again it's who's voting for but it's also who's receiving that and who's learning from it and i feel like that is such an interesting way of looking at pop culture and the media and how we get like stories about humans to everyone and i think 
the People's Choice Awards has even taken it one step further. And I'm actually really excited to talk about kind of these categories with you because I think this is really a generational gap. Mm-hmm. YouTubers, TikTokers are nominated. Yeah, okay, we're going to have to talk about we're it. We're going to get way into that because I am so excited to talk we're about it. We're about to get to like a category. Like I, there were some that I looked at and I was like, I know literally nothing. Yes. I, when we get to those categories, I want to go through them with you and mm-hmm. have you guess what they are. Um, Because even I'm a little bit out of the loop, but I know I know most of them, so. (laughs) So what are your, like, if you just glance at the nominations or, like, the people's resorts, what's your, like, initial sort of take or thought looking at them? Um, I think some of the categories are kind of (laughs) dumb. Like, just some that I'm like, this just seems, like, so kind of, like, unnecessary, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of them just seem so kind of, like, arbitrary and just kind of like not really like animal star of 2020 or you know like what does it really mean like the reality show the like I don't know I just think they're kind of funny how specific they get to because they're clearly like I mean and it's a good thing they're just trying to recognize as many people as possible um but I don't know I I think they're funny I really think they're funny funny that like when you go to vote and to select a category, there's movies, TV, music, and then pop culture. As if movies, TV, and music are not also pop culture. But like, there's no, like, I guess we just haven't got a word or vocabulary for what those other categories are. Right. Because they're not just going to be like influencers, because that's stupid. Right. Um, But yeah. Did you vote in the People's Choice Awards this year? You know, I did not because I missed the deadline. So by the time I went to go vote, it was, and I couldn't even tell you what the date was for voting, but by the time I went to look at it and actually vote, it was, it was missing the deadline for that, which is upsetting to me because as you know, I'm a big fan of people voting (laughs) and remembering when it's time to vote. And even on something like this, I think it's important for people to know what resonates with them. So totally. Um, The other takeaway that I had sort of immediately was I had two main ones. Um, The first was I don't think I remembered or processed that some of these categories are co-ed. Mm-hmm. So there are categories that will be like best um, drama, dramatic star, dramatic actor. And instead of it being like only male actors and then the next category being best dramatic actresses, it's just male and female or anybody really could be nominated for that category, no matter what gender they identify as. Um, and that was really cool to me because that is different from as you know, I watch a lot of award shows and that's different from pretty much every other award. Right. Show. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I think the only things that are specified to be female or male is like some of the movie categories, mm-hmm. like movie star, like male and female, and then music, male artists and female artists. Other right. than that, everything is like just star and pop culture or whatever it is. I think that is really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. The other thing that struck me, and I think this struck me very specifically in the movie category, is just how much this year has been impacted by COVID in terms of pop culture. Because the movie cat the movies that are in the best like movie categories are ones that either came out at the very beginning of 2020 or they're ones that came out on streaming services that we could have seen anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you know, like we were supposed to get a ton of blockbuster movies this year and a lot of those were delayed. Or yeah. like The Quiet Place 2, which I don't necessarily consider a blockbuster, but has a huge following. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Movies like that are were delayed for at least a year or postponed for a year because of COVID. 
and it's so interesting because like now I'm looking at the list of movies and I'm like okay well I've seen one you know like it's not it's just so interesting how much has been impacted by like the world that we live in totally that's my initial takeaways what other initial takeaways do you have so I think I what what I like about the People's Choice Awards and um and I think this is the same for the Teen Choice Awards and I think this is a bigger category with the teen and kids choice awards is that pop culture section um recognizing like social stars youtubers whoever and I do think that those are way bigger categories in like the teen choice awards because you know when I was like 13 I remember maybe I was in high school um like a youtuber was on dancing with the stars and it just felt like so cool because it was like this is someone that I watch and this is something that I like to watch and that people don't normally get people think it's just kind of random and weird like it's a kid thing and they're like considered a star or um like Lily Singh who formerly was superwoman on YouTube um having the little the a little late with Lily late night show like on an on a network television station which is such a big deal and like I think that this being recognized in a major award show is a really big deal because it is an entire generation of entertainment and I know I kind of have a little bit of different opinion on this because I do like kind of want to work in that industry and I'm currently working for a company in that industry but that's just such a big deal to me Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um and it's so interesting because I just don't well I think part of this has to do with your industry knowledge too um and also where you are just in life and and your generation um because there's stuff like that that I would not that wasn't even on my radar that's not something I know at all although I was literally just having this conversation with a colleague yesterday about how the well we were talking about it in terms of um like racial and social justice equality of how the iPhone and the iPhone camera was invented in 2007, um, came out in 2007 and that like changed the game for a lot of things. And I was saying like, not only was the camera able to capture what's happening in real life, but also the idea of the iPhone being able to connect people around the world means that your generation who never really grew up without it have so much more innate knowledge because the knowledge is out there and it's accessible for everyone. And not that that's not accessible for me, but like, I think that there are people like you, people in the industry, but also people in Gen Z who just know, already are looking at those things and already have like a connection to those platforms and knowledge that like not everybody that's an older generation would have. Yeah. And I think too, just quickly before we move on, like going off of just, you know, the opportunities created through things like iPhones, like these social stars all started because they made a TikTok or something using their iPhones. Like people are able to, it's going back to that kind of accessibility thing. Um, And it's just representative of a new generation of um, talent, content creators that it's, it's coming from users. It's user created content instead of just movies and having to get signed by some big studio and do it that way. Um, And I I think it's cool that that's being recognized. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it is, well, we're going to have to have like a whole other conversation about TikTok and stuff like that at some point. Um, but it is interesting in light of what's happening today and in light of what's been happening through this whole election and this whole process, just how much things like TikTok have changed the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to forget the time that a bunch of TikTokers bought tickets to a Trump rally just to not show up. You know, like that's, 
that kind of impact and like the impact of all the like K-pop fans and mm-hmm. everyone in social media just being like, we're actually going to like fight for something all together. Like that's, no one can diminish the impact that that has had on our world and our world today. Yeah. Um, that got really serious, but today's kind of a fun, but also serious day. Um, do you want to like take a minute to do a little fun thing? Yes. Let's do trivia. Trivia. Okay. Why do we love trivia so much? Um, because we both have an, an incessant need to be right. Um, I do have an expert <laughs> complex. Yes. <laughs> and you have an expert complex and I have a weird thing where if like, I have kind of one of those memories where I remember like almost everything, but it's always at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> always. <laughs> For people listening, we, I need you to know that there have been many times where Ella or I have said a quote in the exact way that that quote has been said in a movie or a TV or whatever, and then neither of us can remember where that quote is from. If and any so- of you know where the term, follow that van, where that quote is from, I have been searching for genuinely years, like years. Yeah. So I think it's stuck knows. in the suburbs, but I can't. I can't tell. If anyone knows where follow that van is from, please let please me know. It also took years for, um, I knew specifically that the term or like the saying happy as a clam, but specifically with someone holding their hands and making like a clam thing was from something. And it took years before one of my housemates in college was like, that's specifically from, he's just not that into you. Jennifer Aniston's sister getting married when they're trying on bridesmaids dresses go happy as a clam. (laughs) So it's little things like that, that bother Ella. And it's little things like that, that make us both want to be right. I also think we come from a family where trivia knowledge is required. We're always trying to prove who's the smartest in the room. It's something we all do. I distinctly remember like there have been times where I've been around other people, either friends or even other like extended family members. And I've said something like something will be on TV and I'll be like, oh, that's this episode specifically. Or like one time I was at a cousin's house and he was playing this song on his computer and it was just the opening like bars to Lightning Bolt by Jake Bug. And I literally without looking was like, oh, that's Lightning Bolt by Jake Bug. And everyone in the room was like, why do you know why do you know that and second of all what why is that knowledge so ingrained in your brain and I think that our I think we were just trained to have that like from an early age it was like you need to not only know who this is it's preferable if you know when this came out it's preferable if you know who the other actors were like (laughs) how did this play in your life totally so we're gonna do some trivia we each came up with some people's choice trivia I think our questions are probably both kind of lame but I'm excited I think we should ask do you have five or six I think I have five okay I have it might be four unclear I have five and then maybe a possible like bonus sixth question well that's perfect because I have four so okay so do you want to start do you want to go back and forth or do you want to just do all of yours and then I'll do all of mine let's do back and forth so you go first okay I think this one could be easy, but I actually got it wrong before I looked up the answer. How many movies was Issa Rae in in 2020? Just in general, how many movies? Like not People's Choice nominated ones? Just in general. 
I don't know, like four? Nope. Is it more? No, she was actually only in two in 2020. She was in a couple TV show things. Okay. Two movies. I was surprised too because I thought at least one of the movies, I thought Like a Boss, was it Like a Boss or the the one where she's like, her boss turns into a little kid. I thought that came out in 2020, but it came out in 2019. Oh, I think what I'm thinking is Insecure because that's a show. The show. There we go. Okay. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Who was the host of the People's Choice Awards for five consecutive years from 2007 to 2011? Ooh, that's really hard. Um, I gave you the years for context. Yeah, 2004, 2011. 2007 to 2011, five years consecutively. People's Choice. I can offer you one hint if you really need it, but I'd prefer to not. Okay. I'm going to say a guess, and I think it's going to be wrong, but I feel like when I say it, you're going to understand why I guess this. Okay. Was it Ryan Seacrest? No, but I do understand where you're coming from with that. Can you give me a hint? Yes. Um, a movie that this person was in, in that period... I feel like this is going to give it away, but I'm, that's, I didn't prepare any hints, so I don't want to pick up. A movie that that person was in during this period, or maybe slightly before, I'm not entirely sure of the release date, but I think this period, um, was Hairspray. Oh, wait, was it Amanda Bynes? No. Was it Zac Efron? No. The hell? Who was it? Queen Latifah. Oh, okay. You know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. Interesting. I would not have guessed Queen Latifah. So interesting. Okay. Okay. This is based on, this is based on something that is currently nominated for People's Choice, but it's a past season. Okay. Who won last season of The Masked Singer? I, I actually, I have no idea. I've never seen that show. I don't follow it. I know that Jojo Siwa was on it for like a couple episodes. I don't even think you know who that is. Um, I do, but <laughs> only because they were featured in an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She was also on Dance Moms, but we'll get into her later. Um, okay. Can I you think it's please? If that's yeah. helpful. This person is also, this is a pretty big hint for those of you who know, but this person is also featured on a Bravo TV show. Do you know, like, do you know that I know who this is? Like, are you confident that I know who this person is? No. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it Andy? What's his name? Andy Cohen? No. Isn't he uh, on he is, but no, it was uh, <laughs> it was Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And a little fun fact about her, the reason why I wanted to feature her is that I didn't know this till I watched this episode at our parents' house, which was that she has a Grammy for her writing on the song No Scrubs. And she also w- was one of the writers on the Destiny Child song Bills, Bills, Bills. Okay, she's awesome. Right. I literally would never have a, in a million years guessed that I've never watched any of the Real Housewives. But wow. That's yeah, she's like legit. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
my question for you, what does the People's Choice Award, like the physical award look like? Oh my gosh. Is it a thing of popcorn? No. I think that that's the VMA. Oh no, that's the astronaut. There is a popcorn one, but I don't know what it is. Um, MTV Movie Awards, maybe? I think that's the popcorn. People's Choice Award. Does it look like the E exclamation point? <laughs> okay, kind of. Really? So I couldn't get a clear answer because I think in 2018 they redesigned it. Oh, interesting. But when you Google it, it's not what the redesign looks like. So at first I thought like kind of like a weird kind of glass crystal teardroppy thing. Like mm-hmm. this is really visual, but it kind of looks like a vagina. Uh, <laughs> like that on like a like a block base. Yeah. But I think in 2018 they redesigned it and it's kind of like an architecture, like modern art exclamation point. So it's just like a tube, like a gold tube with like a ball and then a base. Okay. Yeah. That's what I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Okay. This one could be a little tricky, but I feel like you could get, you could, you could take a good guess if you really felt strongly about this. Okay. I'm going to try to connect with your brain right now. How many seasons has there been of Law and Order SVU? <laughs> Specifically SVU. Specifically SVU. How many seasons? We went really dire- different directions on our trivia. I think we that's what did. I know. You know what? Because you gave me no guidance. It's okay. <laughs> I said free reign. Okay. How many seasons of SVU have there been? Okay. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it more or less than Grey's Anatomy? Is that allowed or is that too obvious? Oh, that's actually, I don't know how many seasons. It's, I think it's probably more, right? Because Grey's Anatomy. Than Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. It's more than Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Okay. My final no, guess is 22. Oh my God. Okay. This upcoming season will be 22. So they've okay. had 21 completed and this upcoming one is 22. That was a really good guess. That was amazing. I'm so proud Wait, of you. Did it start in 99? I'm going to have to look that up. Great question. Well, because I'm 21. Right. So I think it might, it might be 98. That's cool. It's like the, it's, it started in September 20, 1999. So it it's like exactly one month after I was born. It did. Yeah. It's the same age as you. Exactly the same age as me. Um, it's like the longest running drama, like show on television besides the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Like it's because not like primetime, not daytime. Cause right. daytime, the, that, that doesn't happen. Starting like the sixties. Yeah. I think ER still has the title for longest, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I think Law and Order surpassed them recently. Like it was a recent thing where that was like the cap of like, wow, they're the longest running prime time. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Okay. Your question. Okay. How much does the current People's Choice Award weigh? Like physically, how much does the award oh. weigh? Mm. And I can give you a hint as well. The old glass one, the crystal one weighed twice this. I'm going to guess that it weighs five pounds. You're really close. 4.6 pounds. Okay. I guessed in my mind that it was sort of like a five pound weight. Cause I feel like whenever I see them holding it, it looks like one of Wait, those like, well, that made me think those crystal ones, 10 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Award. Yeah. 
I'd be so worried about dropping it like every 10 seconds. Oh, I know. At least with this one, it's like not crystal. <laughs> like, Yeah. Okay. This is a really good one. This is a good question. I want you to pay attention. <laughs> what was the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie that Eugene Levy was in? And you know this because I've seen it with you. I made you watch it. Okay. Actually, I made you watch it somewhat recently. It's not New York Minute. That's the one I've seen the most recently. Unless it's, he's not the dad in it. No. <laughs> You're not giving me anything with your facial expression. Is it New York Minute? <laughs> <laughs> he plays the truancy officer. <laughs> and I said recently because you and I watched that in your apartment. And that is very on brand. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's very like our brand. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one is kind of an interesting question. Okay. So I'm going to list three categories. Only one of them has been a category at some point. The rest are Ooh. made up. Oh my God. Okay. You have to guess which one. So it's two truth or two lies and a truth. You have to guess which one is right. Okay. Okay. Clout chaser of the year, most hype worthy Canadian or dance star of the year. Oh, I'm torn between the last two. Um, that's so, oh, this is so interesting because I feel like I could justify either of them. I could justify hype worthy Canadian just purely because of Drake. And I could justify Dance Star because of how big Dancing with the Stars and So You Think You Can Dance were a few years ago and Dance Moms. Um, I'm going to go with Dance Star. You're incorrect. It is most hype-worthy Canadian. But let me tell you, okay, I think it was, I, I don't know how long this was a category, but I could only find it for 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you the nominees and you're going to tell me who you thought won. This is like a bonus part of it. Oh, okay, great. Drake. Huh? Sean Mendes. This one's like a duo, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer. They're like an ice skater. Yeah, they're, ice, <laughs> they're ice dancers. Yes. Sandra O oh and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, and that's interesting. Hype worthy. Hype worthy Canadian of the year. Those are all so good. Um did Drake win? Drake didn't oh. win with the Ryan Reynolds to the Nope. Was it the Ice Dancers? Yes, it was the Ice Dancers. They won over Drake, Sean Mendez, well, Sandra O, oh, and Those Ryan Reynolds. Are amazing. Have you ever? So, okay, we need to take a minute to just talk about the Olympics, <laughs> the Winter Olympics specifically, because everyone always talks about the ice skaters who are be- like the figure skaters are beautiful and amazing, but ice dancing is so cool and fun. And they specifically are so good at what they do. Right. And I don't doubt that. But like, this is the People's Choice Awards and you're telling me Drake didn't win? But I bet it's because I think the Winter Olympics had just happened or we, were about to happen. Like, I think that those, they it was very top of mind for people. I'm sure there's a reason for it. But you can't obviously, say it's not shocking. Obviously, it was shocking since Drake was my first choice. And I assumed that the category was only created for Drake. <laughs> And probably by Drake specifically. Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> I saw a recently that was like, we've reached the point where there are some people in Gen Z that don't know that Drake was an actor first. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to me. 
Okay. I have one more question. That's not the bonus question. Okay. This is also based on someone who is nominated this year. Okay. Why is Bubba Wallace famous? What's he known for? You're making me feel really dumb. I don't know who that is. Did you look at the categories? Not really. Oh, I wanted to be candid. Okay. 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 I don't know who that is. Bubba Wallace is an African-American NASCAR driver. He's like one of the first top okay. racing That's cool. NASCAR drivers who is African-American. He's like really good at what he does, but also he's in the words of my housemate today, a smoke show. Um, during the Black Lives Matter movement this summer, there was a lot of controversy because he had like a threat made against him and all of NASCAR stood up for him and like it was a really big deal because a lot of NASCAR can be like very conservative and like people didn't think that they would be like in support of him, but like all of NASCAR was like, no, like we oh, support him away. So it was really great, but also he's beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Okay. That's all nominated for game changer of the year. He was, he's a game changer. What's the bonus question? I always want the bonus, extra credit. <laughs> the bonus question you might actually know, which was- that for the bonus? <laughs> When did the original The Invisible Man movie come out? Oh, the original? I don't know. Oh, 1933. Cool. Black and white. Amazing. Okay. I think we should go through the categories and I think we should just say who we voted for or who we would have voted for since neither of us voted. I think that would be fun. You want to start with Make Our Way Down? Start with movies? Is that what you said? Just like make our way through? Yeah. Okay, movie of 2020. Um, well, I've seen two of them. Same. Um, it's so interesting. I, like, want to say Hamilton, but also I feel like that doesn't really, like... It's not a movie. It doesn't count. It's not, it's not a movie. No. I mean, it's a great recording of the Broadway musical, and I love it to death, but... Right. It's not I a movie. Have, I have to say Birds of Prey. Same. I agree. <laughs> okay comedy movie of 2020 um well I've seen two three I've seen three I'm gonna go with King of Staten Island I've seen one and a half of these um and I'm gonna go with like a boss I just watched that like two weeks ago and it was a delight can I tell a funny story about one of these movies really quick sure 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 I must ask for your permission. Um, so a few months ago, I was interviewing for some internships um, within like the kind of film and television space. And I had an interview with, it's this subsection of the Academy. So it's not like the Motion Pictures Academy, but it's like kind of their like archives section. So it's not like, like it's definitely really interesting, but it's more so working on like more the back end versus like Basically the, the job that I would want. Yeah, it's like being a librarian for the academy. Anyway, ideal. Please, I was interviewing for an internship there, and it was going great, going great. And then at the end, he was like, I always like to ask this what's the most recent movie you watched? And I was not prepared. (laughs) I'll I'll say that. And I could not think of a good answer because, like, I wasn't actually going to tell him what the most recent movie I watched was, but I could not think of a lie. And so I said what the most recent movie I watched was, and it was The Kissing Booth 2. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. I did not get that internship. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, it all worked out. I just thought that was a good. That is 
an amazing story. Everyone's had an interview story like that. So don't you worry. Okay. Action movie of 2020. Okay. So again, I've only ever seen one of these. Exactly. And as much as I like Birds of Prey, I actually am not going to give it to Birds of Prey. I'm going to give it to a movie I haven't seen, but only because I love this star so much. And I have really come to love this star even more in 2020. Are you talking about Project Power? Is it Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, it is Vin Diesel in Bloodshot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I forgot you watched all of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm going to give it to him because I j'adore Vin Diesel, so. Gosh, okay. Well, I'm going to go Birds of Prey. Okay. Drama movie of 2020. Again, I think I've seen... Oh, no, I've seen none of these. I've seen none other than Hamilton, but we've already decided they don't get the movie awards. Okay, I, here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick one that I haven't seen yet, but it's been on my watch list because I love both of these actors. And in particular, the male lead in this is so beautiful. I love him so much. And he is one of those guys that like every time you see him in a movie, you get the feels. And like I got the feels in the tra- watching the trailer for this movie. Absolutely. Which yes. is the photograph. Yes. I was gonna say the same thing. Um also there's like a lot of Riverdale cast on this page. I know. So it's I overwhelming. Surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. Um I also agree with the photograph. Yeah. Wait, I feel like we should name that actor. Like Keith Stanfield. What's next? The family movie of 2020. Um can we skip this one? <laughs> no, I actually really want to see Onward. So I'm going to go with Onward. I really want to see Onward. Is it on like Disney Plus or something? I think it, it has to be on something soon. Okay. I want to watch it. Okay. Going with that one. Um, Male movie star of 2020. I'm going to go Vin Diesel. Um, I have zero opinions on any of these. <laughs> like, I really don't care. You know what? I'm going to go Will Smith for Bad Boys for Life because it's hard to jump back into a role. That's true. Very true. And he's just always a classic. Always a classic. He's a, everybody's mom's favorite, except for Jamie Foxx is also on that list. So that's true. Okay. Female movie star of 2020. I am going to go with Elizabeth Moss. And here's why. I have not seen The Invisible Man. I also have not seen Handmaid's Tale. But I know she's amazing, both of them. I also know she was amazing in Mad Men. And I've been recently, in this 2020 year, watching West Wing for the first time. And she's a young girl in West Wing. She plays, like, the daughter of the president. And she's a delight, even back then. And so while all of these actresses are amazing, I just want to give special shout out to Elizabeth Moss. I am going to go Margot Robbie because I think she is one of the most talented people in Hollywood. I Last year I was watching, um, I don't know why I'm blinking on the name, Bombshell. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a preview for Birds of Prey before it. And I was like, there's no way this is the same person. She's just so talented. And I, Tanya is one of my favorite movies, like of all time. So... So now we get to the drama movies are of 2020. Here's where we start getting co-ed and also bizarre. Like the other people's choice award is like the caliber of actors in this is so varied. It's genuinely <laughs> shocking. Tom Hanks, KJ Apa. <laughs> like that's all that needs to be said about this. Tom Hanks, KJ Apa. Like I don't know 
how to even rate those two against each other because to me they are not even remote like kj appa's great but he is not tom hanks caliber no and to be honest of the people on riverdale he's not my favorite of the riverdale cast no um okay i'm just gonna go i again i don't really have an opinion here i haven't seen any of these so i'm gonna go Issa ray just for fun and i'm gonna go I'm going to go with Lin-Manuel because I feel like he has been hustling in the movie business recently. Like I, like, I feel like he's been doing a lot and I think he's going to, we're going to see a lot coming from him. So. Okay. Comedy movie star 2020. Um, First of all, it is shocking that David Spade has made anything recently, but. (laughs) Okay. For this, I have not seen this movie. I don't have any desire to see this movie. But he was also in a 2019 movie that I really loved. And I think that there's just something so classic about Keanu Reeves. I'm going to give it to Keanu for that and that alone. Are you talking about, is he, isn't he an always be my maybe? Right? Yes, he is. Yes, yes, he is. The only movies I've seen on here are Kissing Booth 2 to all the boys I loved before. P.S. I still love you and King of Staten Island. You've seen way more than me. I've seen one of those. But I honestly am going to go with Pete Davidson because I think in that movie he found his very niche comedy. Like, like that was like the perfect, like, because I'm a big Pete fan, but I know that sometimes his comedy doesn't always hit. And we'll talk about that later when we get to the comedy special. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Pete. Okay, action movie star of 2020. This is also tricky because, again, we don't... I literally could not have told you that Vanessa Hudgens was in a movie in 2020. If someone said what movie was Vanessa Hudgens in in 2020, I would have said, you're lying. She hasn't been in anything in (laughs) here. Okay, since I haven't seen any of these except for Birds of Prey, I'm going to go with someone who I think is just a classic action star and she deserves the accolades for that which is Charlize Theron okay I'll go with your same criteria and go Chris Hemsworth <laughs> all right that's fair people listening to this are gonna be like these girls are so dumb they don't know anything about they're people. literally so they're people are listening to us just guessing things off lists of names I know okay so now we move into tv show of 2020 for some background information everyone if you are still listening this is where Justine and I thrive we live off of TV shows. I love TV so much. I, I love it so much. TV. Okay. So this one, there is a lot of things here. Grace There's Anatomy. a lot going on here. And it is, again, similar to the Tom Hanks, KJ Apa category. There's a huge difference between, like, Grey's Anatomy and The Bachelor. You right. know, like, The Last King. Dance and Tiger King. Like, there's so much difference here. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I... There's a lot of a lot of pieces of each of these shows that I really liked or really love, but I'm going to have to stick with Grey's Anatomy because despite the fact that Grey's Anatomy has been on so long and should probably be wrapping up soon, they have consistently left me wanting to see the next episode on a cliffhanger and I still feel in my heart and soul for Meredith Grey and I still feel for Alex Karev and I like care even to this day so deeply about those characters and I think when shows run for a long time it can be easy to like stop caring right I'm gonna go never have I ever because Mindy Kaling is collectively our hero she is my career inspiration um even though I feel very confident in the guess that Outer Banks will win show of 2020 
Um, that's my guess, but I will say too, the reason, one of the reasons I didn't pick never have I ever, like, I thought it was, it's a, it's amazing. I've only gotten halfway through it because I get a lot of anxiety watching like coming of age, things like that, that are like hyper awkward, partly because it makes me feel like it's me. Um, and I just, I, I can only watch like one episode at a time because I get so much anxiety. Right. I, whereas I have rewatched it since watching it for the first time. Excellent. Drama show of 2020. <laughs> you know, I am going to go with the one, I'm going to be honest here. And I'm going to say there is only one show here that I have watched in its entirety. And by in its entirety, I mean more than a couple episodes. Um, and I know the level of of quality it is, but I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to go with Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale is, you know, I was a, I used to collect Betty and Veronica comics. I love the characters of Archie and Jughead and Veronica and Betty and Reggie and everyone else. And I do enjoy Riverdale, but it is so bad. (laughs) The dark and twisty CW to a next level. That is so bizarre. (laughs) it's so bizarre um I didn't know how they were going to handle the passing of Luke Perry because at the end of last season it was sort of like he's out camping because it happened kind of like mid the last few episodes of filming Mm -hmm. so when they came back for this season they handled it so lovely and in such a lovely way that I really have to give them credit for doing that not only justice but also respect because you know like it could be with how hyped up a lot of those episodes are, it could be easy to become like borderline disrespectful and they just handled it so well. So I really have to give them credit for that. I, however, am going to pick Law and Order SVU. It's your favorite show. The reason for that is not only because I love it, I love it so much, um, but because I feel like they got a little off the rails in the last few seasons where like, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but Olivia was kind of leaning in this very sort of, is almost, Olivia Mariska Hargitay? Yeah, Olivia Benson was leaning in this sort of almost pro-life way that didn't make sense for who she was. Like, it didn't really make sense for the character or the storyline. And I feel like last season, they kind of got themselves back on track a little more. And I think that the characters really had some amazing development at the last in the last season. So I'm going to pick Law & Order SVU. Understood. Okay, comedy show of 2020. I have to go with my tried and true Schitt's Creek. Um, yeah, I'm also going with Schitt's Creek. I will say I would like to give special shout outs to Modern Family, which I didn't always watch regularly, but made me weep at the end. And The Good Place, which also was just so great all the way through. But Schitt's Creek came out of left field for me. And when I got into it and re- like I, mm-hmm. I cried in the season five finale and I wept in the season, the series finale in a way that I did not expect or anticipate. And I couldn't figure out why I was crying. Yeah, yeah totally. All okay. right. Reality show of 2020. Whew, this is hard. You know, I think I'm going to go with, I mean, my real, my heart is with Queer Eye and it always will be. But I do think that this year, the most entertaining for me has been Love is Blind. That's super fair. 
Um, before I make my pick, I just want to let everyone know that if you hear what sounds like a child crying in the background, it's my cat. He does, or our cat, he does not like being not let into my room right now. And he's losing his mind outside my door. So I apologize to everyone for what you're saying is it is a child crying. It is. a child. Yes. He is being a big baby. Um, okay. So I have to say, I was really disappointed that these were the two reality shows for real housewives that were nominated because this year in 2020, in the year 2020, my housemate has introduced us to real housewives of New York. And I don't understand how you could nominate any of that. Like I've watched bits and pieces of some of the other housewife shows. I don't understand how that could not be on the list. It is so bananas and so good. And I cannot, I'm, I was just shocked. It wasn't on here. Um, so with that being said, I have to, as much as I love Queer Eye, I have to stick with the show that I've loved for years and years, which is I love Below Deck and I love Below Deck Med. And I'm going to pick Below Deck because I just love it. You really, really love Below Deck. Also, this season was very dramatic. And it was the first season where the captain, the head bosun, or the bosun who's like the head of the deck crew, and the chiefs too were all women. Whoa. Um, this next one is competition show of 2020. I literally do not care about any of these. The only one I've watched this past year is The Bachelor, but I've hated all the seasons recently. So I I genuinely don't have an answer for this one. Oh, that's, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I haven't watched it super regularly, but I've watched enough that I feel like it deserves to win. All right. I appreciate that. Okay, male TV star of 2020. Okay, a lot of these people are good. A lot of these people are great. But I cannot turn away from Jesse Williams, Pearson, Baby Blue Eyes. <laughs> okay. And I, I I have to go again with Dan Levy. Great. Love him. Love it. All right, female TV star of 2020. Ooh. You know, I'm going to go um, Christina Applegate. I really love the show Dead to Me, and she's really good in it. I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O oh is good in everything I've seen her in. She's just really, she's a really phenomenal actress. Cool. Or actress. She's just really phenomenal at what she does. Yeah. Okay. Drama all drama TV star. This is another co-ed category. Um, I'm gonna go with Sterling K. Brown. And let me explain why. Besides the fact that he's amazing in all the things that he does, and he's been in a ton of stuff recently. He was um recently in the Michelle Obama hosted West Wing special where they did a live stage version of one of their episodes. And one of the original actors on the show had passed away at the end of like the final season, but his character was obviously in this episode. So they recast him as like, they recast Sterling K. Brown as him. And he just did such a good job being his own person, but also representing that character so well. And I love that he was just willing to like jump in and do it. And um, I think he's just great. Okay. Well, you go with a correct answer. I will be going for my main man, Cole Sprouse. Hey, you, you, you gotta love who you love, right? I love Jughead. I love him so. I love Juggy too. I love Jughead. All right. Comedy TV star 2020. You know, I'm going to go with um, Kate McKinnon. 
I'm also going with Kate McKinnon because she's mm-hmm. just so versatile, but I would like to give a shout out to Jamila Jamil because she's yeah. an icon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, um, Issa Rae. Um, yes. I haven't watched Insecure, but I've literally only ever heard good things. And I know um, when Dan Levy won for supporting actor or for best show for the Emmys, um, he was literally like, how did I win against Insecure? Like what's going on? Yeah. Agreed. And like, as you may be able to tell, his word is law in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, daytime talk show of 2020. I, I watch zero daytime talk shows. I don't watch any, but I'm going to pick the Today Show specifically because I'm so proud of Hoda. She okay. made her way up. She's working. She's 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 just so great. Love her. Yeah. Um. Sure, I'll go with that too. I don't really have an opinion. Actually, no. I'm going to go Good Morning America. Classic. Classic. There we go. All right, nighttime talk show of 2020. Who? This is difficult. This is my favorite category. Okay, you go first. Um, I am going to go with I'm gonna go with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite talk show, but what he does with his platform is really important. Not that okay. they all don't, but um, I'm gonna go with someone that I didn't pay any attention to until this year, and I think he is a really good interviewer in a way that he is not afraid to ask hard questions and really make people, hold people accountable for their actions, which seems crazy, especially when you think about the people he's interviewing. But I'm going to say Andy Cohen and watch what happens live because he does a really good job interviewing. And some of those reality TV show people are bananas. I understand that. Okay, competition contestant of 2020. This is the weird, this is one of the weird categories. don't understand and I think it's such a dumb category it really is I have nothing to say Um, I'm also just like mad that the bachelor contestants are on it it just makes me so mad like you get a people's choice award for being the best content like I don't know it's so weird well it just also makes it takes away like it's like the the shattering of the fourth wall of what the bachelor and bachelorette are right like if they're winning is like best reality show contestant then I know that they're, they're not in it for love so like it feels like a mistake to have any of them be nominated totally um so in that case I'm just gonna go with Candy because she I did see her perform on Mass Singer and it's the only part of it's the only season or bits of Mass Singer I've ever watched but she did a great job um I don't know any of these people so I'm gonna go with Samantha Diaz or just Sam because she looks fun okay like I want to be her friend great binge worthy show of 2020 this is so hard. We're going on the category of binge worthy. I'm torn because I did binge Shit's Creek in a matter of days. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something to be said about Tiger King. And Love is Blind and Cheer. Love is Blind came out weekly, so I did not binge it. <laughs> I did not follow Cheer as much as other people did, even in my own house. So I can't claim Cheer. I'm going to say Tiger King because that definitely was the show that made us want to keep watching and then was one of those shows that like you knew it was bad like it was a binge show because then you feel like kind, of, kind of nauseous afterwards and you have to like right. watch something nice and I was I was talking about this in one of my classes like Tiger King shouldn't have gotten the kind of fame and recognition it did but just like because when it came out and like how it came out like there's so many other factors that go into it okay this tv category is going on forever so long 
feel like we're almost, are we almost done? Um, I think we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the last one. Um, sci-fi slash fantasy, fantasy show of 2020. I have not seen a single one of these. So I, I have a lot of thoughts. As you know, or maybe you don't know, I am a fan of the Arrowverse superhero DC comic shows on CW. And that includes Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, and Supergirl. Though I only have watched The Flash and Arrow with regularity. And I've only seen Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl when they do crossovers, which I love. Um, also, Legacies is the spinoff of both Vampire Diaries and the originals which mm-hmm. is also a concept that I love, but I have not had ever any desire to watch it. <laughs> like ever. Um, so I'm going to have to give it to a show that I've never seen, I think is so dumb and has mind boggled me that it is still on because I legitimately thought that it ended like 10 years ago. And so once a year, at least probably twice a year, I tweet about how shocking it is that this TV show is still on air and they're finally ending this season. And they have a deep, the the actors on the show have a deep connection to some of my One Tree Hill people. And so I've somehow know more about what's going on in the show than I ever have cared to. And again, I'm genuinely shocked because I've only ever met two people that watch it. And that is Supernatural. It's shocking. I cannot believe it's only ending now. It's been on for a millennia. I am truly shocked that you are giving it recognition because I know you are not a fan. Um. (laughs) I mean, there must be something about it that is so like endearing. I don't know. I'm going to go with The Flash because I love Grant Gustin. He is so cute. Love him. You know why I love him, though? Because he looks like John Mulaney? <laughs> no, he was on Glee for a while. Oh, right, 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 right. So okay, now, yeah, yeah, she was, but I didn't love her as much. But she did, like, do some real brave stuff in the last year. So we love her, too. Um, okay, now we're into the music category. Male Artist of 2020. This cat, I, w- I just want to preface this with, like, this category, this Music in general is a lot harder for me because I don't follow music as closely as I follow a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going... I don't follow, like... Male artists of 2020. I'm going to give it to... Um, I'm going to give it to The weekend because okay. when it's Friday night and my housemates and I are, like, just playing music videos and stuff, his have been on, kind of on, like, the whatever like popular YouTube channel where they like rotate through all the popular music videos his has been on and I like them I'm going Bieber because of the music that's come out in 2020 of these people his 2020 music is the only one I've listened to excellent okay female artist 2020 I will say this strongly and will not contest it Megan Thee Stallion absolutely 110 percent that's super fair. I was going to go there, but I'm, since you went there, I'm going to go Cardi B. Okay. Um, like everything Megan has done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Okay. The group of 2020. The fact that five seconds of summer is the first one listed makes me feel like I am 13 years old. I know. Cause they were huge when I was like 13, 14, when they were an opener for one direction. Mm-hmm. But okay, I, I have to go with Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I'm currently wearing a Jonas Brothers shirt, 
And I saw them twice in 2019. Yeah, you did. So I'm going to have to go with Joe Bros. Absolutely. Okay, song of 2020. WAP, obviously. <laughs> Actually, Savage is Savage was like the biggest song of ever. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to go with Break My Heart, but both of those are really good ones too. I'm going WAP. 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 I'm going to go WAP. Yeah. That's the one but that I would understand if Savage won. Yeah. Agreed. Album of 2020. Whew, this is hard. You know what? Album of 2020. Folklore. I'm going to go with Folklore, Taylor yeah. Swift, because it was genuinely really good. And also our dad got really into it, which meant like, to me, seemed like it was reaching more than just like a teen audience. I didn't know that he got into it. Yeah. Okay. Country artists of 2020. I have zero opinion on this at all. I'm going to go Kelsey Ballerini because she's a badass and I love a strong woman. Miranda Lambert too, but Kelsey Ballerini has been really top notch recently. Um, I'll go with Miranda Lambert because she's the only other woman listed here and I will vote for anyone except Keith Urban. Okay. <laughs> it's just because you thought you had his hair one time. I don't love him. I don't like him at all. Okay. Latin artist of 2020. I am not very well versed in this category. I will be honest, but I know that Bad Bunny is a unproblematic, supportive, amazing king, and we love Bad Bunny. So I'm gonna go with him. Also, the one that performed at the Super Bowl with Shakira and J Lo. I'm not certain. I'm gonna go with him too. Um, also because of the reasons you said, and I think he performed at the Super Bowl. He also breaks down gender stereotypes and boundaries. Like my mother. Love that. New artist of 2020. Okay, this one, I'm going to go with Doja Cat. I'm going to go with, I guess I'll go with Conan Gray, but that seems like a really emo pick. Although, actually, wait, let me look something up really quick because I might change mine in a second. So what? Ava Max rules too, but I'm going to go with Conan Gray. Um, I'm going to switch mine to Saweetie because she is a Bay Area girl. Okay, cute. Music video of 2020. Oh, this is so hard. Um, WAP. <laughs> where I'm at. Yeah, it's just WAP. Collaboration song of 2020. Good grief. Okay. Um, I would say WAP, but I'm going to go Savage Remix because I think you might pick WAP and also Beyonce. No, I was not going to do WAP, but so I was shocked because I thought Stuck With You would be on here, Ari and JB, Mm -hmm. but it's not. So what I'm going to go with is the song that is literally constantly stuck in my head, even if I haven't listened to it for weeks, Rain On Me. Okay, that's fair. Two of my queens. That's super fair soundtrack song of 2020 what does that mean oh just like movie soundtracks okay this i will give to hamilton yeah i'll give that to hamilton i'm just looking at all these ones yeah i'm gonna go alexander hamilton not my favorite of the soundtrack but it is a great song so okay here's where we get into the pop culture category and i am so excited to go through these with you okay for those still sticking with us through that 
hella long TV category and the movie music. We've now moved into the social star of 2020. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that while I've heard of one of those people, I have literally no idea who they are, why they're important, or why anyone would find them entertaining. Who is the one you have heard of? Jojo Siwa, because she was on the episode of Keep Me on the Kardashians. Okay. Do you want like a quick breakdown of these? Would that be helpful? I want like a super quick 20 second elevator pitch. Addison Ray, Charlie D'Amelio, and Dixie D'Amelio are TikTokers. David, oh, like makeup. They're, like, they're dancers. Okay. Um, Dixie is more of a singer, but Charlie and Addison um, are, dan- are dancers. Okay. Um, and more so things now. They've had their own brands and whatever. David Dobrik is like the most famous YouTuber at the moment. He's like the vlogger. Huge deal. He uploads a vlog every single day. Emma okay. Chamberlain is a huge YouTube star. Jojo Siwa was on Dance Moms and then became Jojo. Liza Koshy, also a huge YouTuber. She's like gotten more into mainstream television. Also David Dobrik's ex-girlfriend. Lauren Gray, kind of an influencer. I think she started off as a YouTuber, but I can't confirm. I think she might be a musician. Okay, well then I'm not going to vote for this category, but who would you vote for? Um, I would probably, if it was like, like if it's my vote, I would probably vote for David, but I feel very confident that Charlie is going to win. Charlie DeBellio. Okay. Very cool. Um, I still don't understand why people would care. <laughs> and this is why we have these discussions. Okay. Well, the next one is beauty influencer of 2020. Okay. So <laughs> do you know who any of these people are? Absolutely not. Not one know. single one. Okay, I just need to tell you, I need to explain this for a second. Tomorrow, my housemates and I are going on a field trip to Sephora because I have never purchased anything from there. And it's literally take Justine and teach her how to buy makeup day. Yeah. This tomorrow. So I, and I am 29 years old. So the idea of following or knowing who any beauty influencers are is so out of my element. I follow like one person on TikTok who does makeup. And as you know, she does like super over the top makeup for the specific purpose of it being on TikTok. I, on the other hand, have been watching beauty influencers since I was like 12 years old on YouTube. So. So who would you vote for? Um, I would say Nikki Tutorials um, because in 2020, since I think it was early 2020, if I'm not mistaken, but it may have been summer of 2019. They actually came out. She came out as transgender and like, she's been on the YouTube space for like 10 years and was open about that part of her life. And she's just super talented and amazing. And, um, but also props to James Charles because he really came back from a huge, huge um, kind of scandal that he was kind of victimized in, but there was a lot of drama around it, but I'm going Nikki Tutorials. Okay, that's great. Love that. Also props to Antonio Garza. We love her. I will have to look all these people up afterwards to understand why they're in this category or why this is a category at all. Okay. This category, this social celebrity, I don't really get. Is it just like celebrities who have good social media? I think so. Okay, so if we're going strictly off of their social media... Britney Spears has made a comeback. I was going to say, first of all, Britney Spears has made a comeback. But second of all, 
Britney Spears to like, she has never said anything. Well, she actually said something recently about it, but like not address it directly. But this whole free Britney movement that has started is so crazy, especially because one of the theories is that she's passing secret messages in her captions yeah. via Instagram. And so every time she posts anything, I'm like, what do these three roses mean? Like, what is she trying to tell us? Like, she has captivated hearts and minds. Although I will just say as a millennial that I have loved Britney from day one. I've never not loved Britney. I loved Britney when she was struggling in 2004 and 2007 and 2017. And I love her always. I also just really love that one video where she's like, today we're going to dance and we're going to do it in here because I burnt down my gym. And I'm just like, I know. It's so crazy. It's I so love funny. her. I also it's- recently, you and I were talking about this of like this, like people don't understand like people your age do not know about like Nick and Jessica newlyweds and Brittany and Kevin chaotic or was the Dave Navarro and Carmen Electra one? It was like till death where the, like the whole theme song was them in like a cemetery or whatever. Anyway, Britney Spears and her marriage to Kevin Federline was so bananas and so crazy and so much at the top of our minds and in our lives that the fact that she hasn't been at the forefront of media in like probably 10 years is genuinely shocking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next category is animal star of 2020. I don't understand i don't know i'm really just going based off their pictures and i really love esther the wonder pig i just like this is another one of those categories i don't understand it Mm -hmm. i don't understand it i kind of understand it but i don't understand it i just don't know why we care or why we need to care and also it seems mean to pit these animals against each other um for suki cat because i like that it's wearing a jacket okay Comedy act of 2020. Okay. I've actually only seen one of these. I've seen clips from other ones, but I've only seen one in its entirety. So, you know, I love comedy and I love stand-up comedy. I have actually only seen two of these. Um, These were not ones that I expected to be nominated. And in fact, I looked up other comedy acts in 2020 because I was like kind of shocked that these were the only ones on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expected like Patton Oswalt's stand-up to be on here as well as Taylor Tomlinson in her quarter life crisis. Like she kind of hit the scene and like, there were other people that I would have anticipated being on here that were not. Mm-hmm. That's not to say these other ones aren't good, but I was really genuinely surprised by who made it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say hands down. Um, so I've only seen 846 and the pale tourist. Um, and I'm going to say as much as Jim Gaffigan is really funny and I love him dearly, Dave Chappelle's 846 was not only so relevant to what was happening, but Dave Chappelle really is like his stand-up comedy is just a, it's its own sort of unique, like king of itself. Like there's just even some of the, like, like my favorite comedian of all time is John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. John Mulaney's comedy is so different than Dave. Like they can't even be compared in the same category. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle is just so good at what he so specifically funny. does and okay. being so himself no matter what. Yeah. Um, the only one that I've seen in its entirety is Alive from New York with Pete Davidson. 
Um, however, I have seen clips of the Leslie Jones time machine. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Leslie Jones. Okay. Great. Love that. Because I think Alive from New York was really good. But it was, like, almost a little too personal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes I, like, felt weird laughing. Mm-hmm. So. I will say this for anyone that has not listened or watched the 846. Um, it's not necessarily funny. Mm-hmm. And it's called 846 because that's the length of the video of George Floyd dying. Right. Um, it's also the time of day in which Dave Chappelle was born. So it's like, he's like, a, he can't get it out of his head because that's like, he knows that number so specifically. Um, so it's pretty serious, but also it's Dave Chappelle. So like, there's just something about it that is so like, it's comedy, but it's also commentary. And it, this is reminding me of um, John Mulaney actually hosted SNL last week. And in his standup, he said, I'm a comedian, which I like to refer to as the last responders, which is like a funny joke on like COVID and first responders and all of that. But I also think it's interesting because comedians have such a specific place in pop culture as being able to make commentary on what's going on in the world in a really specific way. And that's why I think Dave Chappelle is so important. Totally. Okay. Style star of 2020. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Do you have thoughts? I I do, but do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of style, I'm all about the groundbreaking style. Like I think Kendall Jenner has great style, but like if you're going to win style, I want it to be bold. Right. So I'm going to go Lil Nas. Mm -hmm. So my first thought when I looked at this list was to say Janelle Monae. Mm -hmm. I think she has a very unique style and not just unique, but she clearly is just so her own person and doing what is like for her and like doesn't really give a fuck. But I have to give this to Rihanna because I just watched the the Fenty fashion show twice now in like a month. And not only is Rihanna a fashion icon, but like what she's doing yeah. with the Fenty Savage line and her fashion shows and her body positivity and just like ability to like incorporate, make everyone feel welcome to buy that lingerie and that underwear is so, so special. And like, yeah, I would recommend everybody watch that specifically for not just its comments and the way it handles sexuality and body positivity, but also like queer sexuality and Mm -hmm. queer identity and race and gender and it's just like she's just so welcoming of everyone and I think that is setting a tone in fashion that is going to be really great moving forward totally I'm with you I also think this category is a funny one like Timothy Chalamet excuse me (laughs) hey how you doing um okay game changer of 2020 I guess I'll go with Bubba Wallace. Let's go with it. Yeah. I mean, all of these, it's so interesting for Michael Jordan to be in here. And I know it's because of the last dance uh, thing that came out about him. And so people are really getting a better understanding of who Michael Jordan was and is and his whole life. Um, And obviously like a lot of, these are all athletes who are amazing and great at what they do, but I have to, I have to give it to Bubba Wallace, not only because he's beautiful, but because like that, I mean, 
it's very unique for someone who's African-American to be in NASCAR and to have the support of all of NASCAR. Like it's what he's doing right now is really unique. Yeah. I'm here for it. We're here for that. We're here for that. Okay. I think this is the very last one. Pop podcast of 2020. Um, I have listened, I think to an episode of almost every single one of these actually. So I have not. I have listened to, I think, an episode of Getting Curious, and I am obviously, or not obviously to people listening, but to you, I am a huge fan of Armchair Expert. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be, I'm really interested to listen to some of these other ones. Like, I really want to listen to I Weigh and Staying In, mm-hmm. um, but I, ha- I have to give it to Armchair Expert. I just no. He is a really good interview. I I really appreciate someone who's really good at interviewing and making their guest feel so comfortable and at home that they can mm-hmm. answer truthfully. You know, like at some point we're yeah. going to need to talk about female icons that we love and that are right. and like making changes. And I first got into it because my friend was like, you need to listen to this one with Sophia Bush. But then as I listened, like the one with Lena Dunham is eye-opening about a lot of things especially with like all the stuff that's been going on with her in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and he recently I don't I'm sure you saw it in the news but like I, I listened to that episode revealed that he is not sober or wasn't like he was he's sober from the stuff that he was sober from but like he had a problem with painkillers that like he just came forward about mm-hmm. and it was so vulnerable and it was so yeah it was really honest vulnerable. And his podcast also features Monica Padman, who has really, like, she was, she's an unknown, like, you wouldn't really know her unless you, like, knew Kristen Bell and Doc Shepard, but, like, she's really, you can, you, like, can hear her grow into her own person in a very interesting way. And then the sort of spinoff podcast that she did with her friend Jess was deeply relatable to me. Mm-hmm. And it was specifically about dating and being single. And it was so interesting and so relatable. Yeah. For me with these, I think the one that I listen to the most and kind of get the most out of is Armchair Expert. I do want to mention Call Her Daddy um, because most of my peers and my friends are literally the biggest fans of Call Her Daddy, like listen to it religiously. Mm-hmm. I'm not so much, but I have never seen um any example of females expressing their sexuality like I have with Call Her Daddy. Like, it is a show entirely about women's sexuality. And yes, it can be a lot. And like, that's kind of why sometimes I'm a little bit like, "Mm, this is like a little much, you know? Um, And I would be saying that about anyone saying it. And it's not just about women. But um, I have truly never seen such an example of female sexuality and embracing it. So I think that there is something to be said about that as well. Agreed. Um, okay. So that kind of took longer than I expected, but I think that was really good. Is there anything that you feel like is missing from any of those categories or any categories that are missing? You know, I, I know some of the other, um, like award shows and maybe, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I know like there's normally some big award that's kind of given to like the person of the year. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think the teen choice words is like trailblazer of the year, I think. And I feel like that's something that people's choice words, especially in 2020, you know, they are doing that, right? 
no. I had no idea. <laughs> so the icon of 2020 is going oh. to J-Lo. And the champion. Super Bowl performance? I think it's going to J-Lo for her whole life's work. Her it's whole life's work. Because I feel like when you look at award shows and you look at those big awards, I do think that they tend to sort of all go at the same time, right? So like recent, the last couple of years, J-Lo has gotten a couple of lifetime awards. Like she got the MTV one a couple, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. There's There was another one she got recently, you know, like, so J-Lo yeah. has sort of been at the forefront of a lot of people's minds in the last like year and a half to two years. Right. It's interesting that she is now for People's Choice getting the Icon of 2020 award. Mm-hmm. She is an icon. We love J-Lo. We are here for it. Um, the champion award, and I didn't write the full name of this out, but I should have, is going to Tyler Perry. Okay. Um, Tyler Perry also recently won an, like a lifetime Emmy award, I think for his work. Does so much. Like so so much. much. He has like over 30 plays produced. They're like usually religious plays, but like, did you know that? Like, that's a crazy amount of work. I didn't know that, but he does a ton, like a ton. They're usually like religious allegory things. Um, and the fashion icon award is going to Tracy Ellis Ross. Love her. Which I think is great. I think I love that Tracy Ellis Ross is like, you know, there are some celebrities and some people that like have been working their whole lives and then only in the last like two years have they become really famous because it's Mm -hmm. like a tv show that they're on or whatever and I love that that is Tracy Ellis Ross for all of us like I think she's great yeah well Um, well, I'm glad that they have that award that I was just thinking of yeah yeah they do they do in fact have an award um, it's not like a lifetime achievement award, but it's like icon no. of 2020. Right. But I think, think that's important. Like I was saying, like trailblazing, like in 2020, like there's a lot of things that like people should be appreciating these people for like, not like activist of the year, but like, you know, people who are engaging with the world around them. Like that's really important. I do kind of feel like there maybe should be some sort of activist award. Like right. if, if they could two years ago have like hype person for Canada then they should have a category that is right. an activist award. You know, the I think the I think it's the BET awards that have an mm-hmm. activist award. And I just don't know why you wouldn't have that in something like People's Choice, right. where it's about the people, it's representing the people. You look at people like um, I'm gonna say it wrong because I say it wrong every time. From the good place, Jamila Jamil. Mm-hmm. Like she is doing so much. Literally yeah. so much. Or um, Matt McGorry from How to Get Away with Murder. Yep. He, you know, there's so many people that are just doing so much that I think that that should be, um, not that they need recognition because they're just doing what they're doing, but, you know, it's important that their platforms gain even more. Agreed, for sure. Um, I don't know what else there is to talk about besides the host this year. My girl, my main woman, Demi Lovato. I, for those of you who don't know, I feel a very personal connection to Demi Lovato. We share a birthday. Um, for much of my life, until I was about 18, I did not like her. <laughs> um, because I felt like she was stealing my identity <laughs> by sharing a birthday, which obviously isn't true, but like I've been a Camp Rock fan and I've listened to her music since I was a kid, Sunny with a Chance. Um, and then so random, it's a party get down um, for so long. So um, I love Demi. I think if I were any pop star, 
if there's any pop star that like I feel a soul connection with, it's Demi. Um, so I'm just really proud of her. She's come a really long way. I'm super proud of her. I love her music. She's also an actress, but I love her music more. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't done like I think the last thing she was in was Glee, honestly, and that was in 20. Oh, she was on the most recent, the last season of Will and Grace. Oh, right. I and she was good that. in it. Yeah, she was good in it. I think that was a good role for her. Um, just in terms of like, you could tell that she like got into the character a lot and like really like found pieces to relate to. Yeah. Um, I just think that like her music is so good. So good. And I want only the best for her. I feel weirdly emotionally connected to her and that I just really want her to be happy and make smart decisions. Yeah. Um, and every, I, it's so weird because I cannot think of Demi without also thinking of Selena Gomez and wishing that she would go back to acting. You know, like, like I feel the, like, I feel like Demi's a fine actress, but she's really good with music and Selena's a fine music person but like really she's better actress and I would like her to go back producing everything nowadays yeah okay have we learned anything from the people's choice um from the people's choice awards specifically we've learned that there's kind of some weird categories that you know are kind of almost a generational thing it's like encompassing multiple generations which is really I've learned that there are things that people care about that I didn't know that I now need to like look up and figure out why it is that oh, is there other people care about? about things that you don't care about. Whoa. No, okay. <laughs> okay. I hear what I said, but what I meant was there are things, there are categories and types of art that are impacting people that I wasn't aware of. And now I want to go learn why, why people are impacted by them and why they're so influential enough to be awarded in a TV award show. Right. I would say, sorry, I just, I just remembered the category that is missing and it goes back to your made up category, which is the dance piece. Yes, there should be. There totally should be. Especially if these TikTokers are being social stars, there's amazing dancers all over the internet. Why aren't they being? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think what we've learned in general from just the people's choice is that it's important who the people want is important and it makes a difference and people having a voice mm-hmm. in like getting to choose and vote for what they want to see more of mm-hmm. is a really big deal. It's a really big deal. And we've learned that well, in 2020. People need a voice. The people deserve a voice. People's voices are important. Important. I think it's important to remember that I have to remind myself this a lot especially this past week that not everyone is going to have the same opinions and that's okay but it is important that everyone gets the chance to voice those Mm -hmm. even if that's not something that you agree with everyone has the right to vote and to just say that someone that thinks differently than you doesn't have the right like that's not cool um all that being said, today, this past week, has really pointed out that we have a lot of work to do still in our country. And just like I'm going to go figure out why there are certain categories in the People's Choice Awards that are influential and why those are important to other people in the United States so that I can better understand my fellow 
humans, there are a lot of people in the United States that we also need to figure out why they vote certain ways so that we can create a better, more equitable society. Look at you wrapping that all up with a perfect bow. <laughs> you know, I just really feeling the hard workers these days. In particular, I'd like to give, I've said this like every day now, but like, I would like to give a shout out to Stacey Abrams, who is, if she is not already on your list of heroes, should be added and moved to the top. She is such an example of someone who has worked so hard because they realize that that's the only thing that will make real lasting change. And, you know, if I had run for a government office and lost even after votes were recounted due to voter suppression, I probably would have moped for a year, but she did not. (laughs) She got up and kept working. And I just think it's really awesome. Yeah. Love her. We love them all. Any last things? I mean, I don't think so. Wear a mask and stay safe. Be kind to each other. Be kind. Listen. Just listen to each other. Yeah. Also, take time for yourself if you need it. Yes. Also, this season is, I'm just going to leave people with this if you need me time. Um, We have now moved into the Hallmark holiday movie season. Um, We'll do a whole episode on that. It's, there's already been at least one really good one. Um, They now also have an app that you can use to track when the movies are going to be out and when they're airing. It's one of the new, my new favorite things that I've downloaded for myself. It's called the movie, the Hallmark movie checklist. (laughs) So I'm just saying that if you need to take some time for yourself to just watch TV, that's sort of mindless and also doesn't, isn't, doesn't get too dark or twisty or anything. And that that's a good, that's a good option for you. Good to know. I have already watched one cheesy holiday movie, so. Me too. All right. Well, bye everyone. Bye.